0: Welcome to the 301 Colored Commentators, a monthly podcast series where two black men from the state of Maryland debate and get their hot takes on movies, professional wrestling, and TV shows. So have a listen, have a look-see, but nonetheless, enjoy! Hey folks, what's going on? How y'all doing? Yeah, 301 Colored Commentators, we're back in the building. Um, happy New Year, even yeah. though the cutoff point for that is probably long past. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, this episode number nine for season two.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, we've got a, we've got a quite a bit of funny ones for you today. Well, funny to me anyway. We're gonna be talking about. Well, actually, this one's not funny. Actually, um, the Iron Claw, the 2023 biopic about the professional wrestling family, the Von Erichs. Yep. Yeah. Very good film. Yep.
1: Yeah. Very good film. Actually, I, I was I was quite impressed.
0: We're gonna be talking about the 1993 Royal Rumble, where the main event was. Bret the Hitman Hart versus newcoming heel, Razor Ramon. Good match. Man was a bully. (laughs) We're going to talk about that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And lastly, we're going to be talking about the Amazon Prime Series, which only ran for one season, unfortunately. Shame. Riches.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good, 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 good show.
0: What you been up to, fam? I
1: don't know, man. It's been a new year.
0: It's been 26 days since the new year.
1: Yeah, I just been laying low, man, just doing my thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, how about you?
0: Um, first of all, doing my thing as well too. Um, I I had been hitting the gym hard in all November right. and December, but I had to quit for the first week, the first two weeks of this month because one, the
1: promise makers were there. Right? All all them new people that are going to yeah, be crowding the, the promise gym, promise
0: makers, thinking that they're going to get built, get bu- built and buff overnight. Yeah, yeah, I had to wait till they till they decided to quit a week later.
1: Yeah,
0: and then the snowstorm happened, which wasn't even. A cold snap, that's all it was. <laughs> yeah, it was a
1: little little teaser.
0: Yeah, because all we got today is is like peak spring weather, 70 degrees. Shit's weird. I got out and ran in this weather today, yo. Yeah, it
1: was weird. Yeah, Very it, weird. I don't know what's going on. It's weird.
0: It accounts for people's mood swings and whatnot. And it's like, if you don't believe in global warming, come to the DMV.
1: Come yeah. to Silver Spring. Yeah. We, we got all four seasons in the span of a week. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, I don't think anything... <laughs> Well, I can't speak for everybody else, but for the most part, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to bet that we have one of the few cities or areas that has, like, the most turbulent, wa- sorry, t- turbulent weather what? patterns uh, in the country, man, because it's just, it's never stable. It's like, never, never at all. It could be, like, sub-zero temperatures today, and by morning, it's, like, crazy 70s or something like that. Insane. Yeah, like, all the snow that came was melted most part. It has, it has.
0: And just a few days ago, it was here. We had rain a few days ago and now, yeah. y- y- you think Storm from the X-Men was somehow here, only she works faster.
1: <laughs> ha, right? Mm-hmm. Shout out to Storm.
0: <laughs> Indeed. Mm-hmm. What else, what else have I been seeing? What else have I been seeing? Oh, yeah. oh, uh, Jonathan Majors, I think we spoke about we didn't speak about this the last time though, but nah. he's out now. They uh they found him guilty, so yeah. he lost all of his all of his uh committed roles, endorsements. Yeah, man. What do you think about it? I still look at that tape and I'm like, the girl was chasing him. Yeah. So what proof is there that he actually did anything wrong?
1: What what Cat Williams said, Doug, that's all. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cat Williams spilled the tea on that Shannon Sharp podcast. That's all I got to say. What Cat Williams said about that situation, bro. Yeah, Cat Williams, he just went ham on there. I second that kind of, sort of. Yeah, crazy, man. Crazy, crazy, <laughs> crazy, crazy. But I hope he bounces back. I mean, damn, just like that. Just like that. And this, this
0: 2023, it's yeah. like, I think they wanted that to happen to him. They were going after him specifically. Look how far he fell after all the roles that he he had. Ant Man, uh, Quantum Mania, King the Conqueror. Yep. He was supposed to be the next best, the next big thing in the MCU. Yep. The, uh, Creed Three, where he was the villain there. Yep. And that one, uh, that pilot movie, the fighter pilot movie, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was three for three, and then and then this happens. Yep. They, like, they stripped him real quick. Uh-huh. Stripped him real quick. Or like Paul Mooney once said on the Chappelle Show, they only want niggas to have a little bit of fun. You know they they ain't gonna let niggas have nothing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they take everything yeah low-key so um maybe you should start with black hollywood a little bit and maybe try to bounce back from there to see if he can get multiple roles everywhere he, or just stick to black hollywood if that's what he wants to do but i mean there they, hopefully he has avenues to try and slowly rebuild himself back I, up i hope so because he's and a good he was a good actor to watch and hopefully he um he's mentally stable because this could be you know devastating to your mental health Yeah, it could take a toll on you man so Shout out to him, man. Shout out Shout out to Megan Good for holding him down. <laughs> Megan Good. That, that, that's all him. Megan Good. Megan Good. Very good.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: this man right here. Oh good. Um yo. Anything on your playlist recently
0: as um, well? No? Um, what's it called? On my playlist recently. Um, the new Benny the Butcher album dropped today. His first release on Def Jam. Everybody can't go. Any good? Uh, the singles I heard so far are pretty good. The one with Lil Wayne, that was pretty, that was... All uh, right. I think
1: I heard that one. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. pretty solid,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's produced mostly by Alchemist and uh, Hit Boy. Yeah, and he has some of his, his some of his Griselda Records members on there. His cousins, Conway and, ben, and West Side Gun. Mm-hmm. And speaking of West Side Gun, I w- I've been watching the Griselda series miniseries I'm about on to, Netflix.
1: I'm about to start that this weekend.
0: Yeah, and I'm, I'm just, I've only seen one episode thus far. But if I don't hear no Westside Gun up in there talking about, hey yo, boom 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 boom, <laughs> I'm like, this show's a failure.
1: Yeah. You yeah, gotta yeah, have yeah, like yeah. a
0: Griselda Records reference up in there somehow, like in the ending credits, use it
1: in the music somehow. So. Um, speaking of which, you watched an episode already, or uh, I, I watched what? one
0: episode so far. The
1: violence already kicked in or not yet? Already. Oh shit! All right. Already, All right. and she already
0: hit the ground running with her with her coke dealing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Griselda Blanco don't play, and and this. This is just Griselda when she's at her youngest, really, when she just got was, in the game. Was she
1: still in Medellin
0: at this point? She's um, She knows some Colombians at this point, but she fled to America. At this point, okay. Yeah, I don't know if she hooked back up with Pablo Escobar to deal with nothing yet, but speaking of Pablo Escobar, the opening quote of the series said, the toughest man I know was a woman named Griselda
1: Blanco. True. I'm like, okay, Pablo True. Escobar
0: was, was thought of her like that. Okay.
1: Mm, high praises, huh? Mm-hmm. If you want to call them that. <laughs> I,
0: mean, and I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah. ain't no, ain't no, what's it called? Ain't no honor among thieves
1: in a criminal landscape. Exactly, exactly. But um, yeah, now, nah, um, I think lately I've been on, I'm about to, listen to it. Uh, Not so, I mean, I mean, Afrobeat is always in rotation, but I, I've revisited, like, um, I feel like uh, the soul tapes.
0: Oh yeah, oh, fabulous. Yeah. He, he' been having a lot of freestyles lately. My cousin be sent sent me a few by him. Yeah. I'm
1: like, he still got it. Still got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Some tapes have been on rotation. Uh, I revisited Kendrick's albums. Good she, kid is still my favorite. He's pretty good. He's a, he's a pretty good artist. Um, <laughs> saying that casually, he's pretty dope. Uh, but, um, yeah. Uh, what else? The, I know the internet is about to drop an album soon. So I'm looking forward to that. I don't know if you listen to the internet. The internet? They're like, uh, an, they're like an indie, a black indie band or group, whatever you want to call it. Um, good um, music. My um, first
0: time hearing about them.
1: Um Yeah, they, um, have you heard of, uh, what's the name of this guy? Shoot. I forgot his name, but he's, he works with them a lot. He's not part of the band, but he's pretty popular. He just released, I think he released an album last year. I forget his name. It's not. But yeah, check out the internet when they drop. They're cool. Um, um yeah, that's about it. Um I haven't let me think as far as Afrobeats. Nothing really crazy. Nothing new? Yeah, nothing really just, you know, rotational stuff and singles. Mm-hmm. Single tracks here. Um Oh. This Nigerian dude, man. He's my probably my favorite Afrobeats Afro artist now. Oduma du Black, dog. Oduma do Black? Yeah. I love it. everything he drops I fuck with, so um his album dropped last year. Hmm. But like um Um yeah, every time I hear something from him, I, it's, it's a vibe, dog. So
0: that's what's up. Yeah,
1: yeah. He's, he's a dope artist. Dope, dope afro beats artists from Nigeria and stuff. So um, and shout out to the Afcon. Ghana's out, they suck. But um <laughs> the elimination round starts tomorrow, so y'all check that for the soccer fans. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, NFL championship weekend too.
1: That too. Um Sunday. Shout out to uh, Lamar Jackson. Go do the damn thing.
0: I want homes to go. But Lamar if Jackson. I want Mahomes, but if, but if he can't pull it off, then Lamar, I'm rooting for him. Yeah. All right. All right. The first thing we're going to talk about today, folks, is the movie, the 2023 movie, The Iron Claw. It was released in late 2023, December 22nd, in fact, and it was both written and directed by Sean Durkin. It's based on the lives of the professional wrestling family, the Von Erichs, and focuses mostly on the second oldest Von Erich and the sole remaining one of that family, Kevin Von Erich. Mm-hmm. The film stars Zac Efron as Kevin Von Erich, Jeremy yeah. Allen White from Showtime Shameless and The Bear as a Carrie Von Erich, the Texas Tornado, Harris Dickinson as um, I think it was either David or Mike Von Erich. Yeah. Yeah, Mara Tierney as uh, the mother, Mrs. Von Erich, Doris, I think her name was.
1: Mm-hmm. Holt yep.
0: McElhaney, he was a uh, Fritz Von Erich. And Lily James, she was Kevin Von Erich's wife.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
0: The film was built, the film was um, made on a $15.9 million budget, but it grossed 30, $30.7 million. Mm-hmm. It had positive reviews and hailed as one of the best films of 2023. And female, however, female critics, particularly Christy Lemire of rogerdeber.com and Manola Dargis of the New York Times, they respectively called the film a martyr for toxic masculinity and a treatise on corrosive patriarchy, <laughs> spoken <laughs> by people who've never even watched pro wrestling before.
1: I don't understand how you could do that on someone's life. <laughs> that's, that's the biopic. And apparently they asked Kevin, the last one standing. Yeah, he said everything was accurate except the perception of his dad. Well, that
0: yeah, because I never heard anything about Fritz von Erich being that much of a verbally abusive yeah, yeah, yeah. guy who openly ranks his children by which one he likes the most yeah, and the least. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he had he always said flat out at the table, Carrie's my favorite. You all know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then Kevin, then Mike, yeah, then David. Yeah.
1: So he said the story was pretty accurate with the exception of how he was his dad was perceived. So with that in that in mind. How the hell are you going to criticize, if, he, if if that's again game, just criticize their life, that's just different. The, yeah. the movies are the, the picture of somebody's life. I don't understand that critique, but it is what it is.
0: And they don't watch pro wrestling, okay? Yeah. They don't understand yeah. the, the, the politics and the families that are involved in pro wrestling yeah. and how it's yeah. a, it puts food on the table for yeah. a lot of them.
1: And like, at that time, a lot of that around that time, it was very territorial.
0: Yes, it was. Yes, yeah. it was. Especially down south. This is before yeah. national expansion happened. Yeah. And also, as something of a parallel to the Von Erichs being a prominent family in pro wrestling, the, um, the wrestling consultant for the film who made sure that the, the actors were doing all the wrestling moves right, le- taking bumps right, mm-hmm. and looking right, was uh, a member of the Guerrero family, Chavo Guerrero Jr. Oh, really? Yeah. And he played the original Sheik in the film as well, too. Oh, yeah.
1: I see. I see. I see. I
0: that was see. that was Chavo Jr. Eddie's yeah, nephew slash yeah, brother. Yeah. Shout out. Rest in peace mm-hmm. to Eddie. And and also they they glossed over the this frog
1: splash f- legend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they glossed over this in the film about the Von eriks because they were a traveling family in like a, tr- a mobile trailer. One of the places where they were where they were neighbors at, where they stayed in was Calgary, Alberta, Canada, where they were neighbors to the Hart family and spent some time in Stu Hart's dungeon.
1: The, the Von Ericks,
0: huh? Yeah, the Von Erichs. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I see. Yeah, and other wrestlers that were portrayed in the film were Harley Race, Ric Flair, and the Fabulous Freebirds as well too.
1: I didn't know the context of how like renowned Harley Race was.
0: Yeah, in the territories.
1: Until, yeah, in the territories around that time. By the time you know it, it expanded to become a national thing on the WWF. For he, for us,
0: he was King Harley Race yeah. at that point.
1: He was like beyond his prime. He was older. Yeah. So, but like watching this movie, you get the context of like, wow, like he was he was a big deal. How much pull he actually had. Yeah, he was a big deal. Big deal as a heel. Like he was like a a prelude to what Ric Flair became. I think Ric Flair like was the pinnacle of the heel. But I think Harley Race was one of those heels that had elements of that nature boy, pompous, cocky like um I don't know how to call it, like just a self-made, a self-made narcissist, swag. Swag if you want yeah. to call it. Yeah. So he had elements from that was what I was getting from that, and I went and did some little research on Harley Race. Like there are some people that still like swear by him as like the greatest heel of all time.
0: And speaking of heels, um, the Von Ericks, their family began as heels because yeah. their real name is actually Atkinson, right? Yeah. yeah. Fritz Atkinson, yeah. yeah. or rather, what was his name? Jack Atkison, right? The, the, that was the his dad. Real
1: the, the, the the dad. Okay. Yeah, but
0: they wanted to make them when they got into the profession. When he got into the professional wrestling circuit as a young man, he became a heel and wanted to wanted something that sounded evil, he, so he like a, a Nazi. Nazi. Yeah, he played yeah. a
1: Nazi, and
0: it sounded German, like an evil German count, Fritz von Erich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his children just ran with it when they got into the business too, and his grandchildren. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I forget which. I guess Kevin ended up switching the names back to Atkinson. At some point he did. Because he was scared of the curse happening or oh, kind into his kids.
0: Into his kids, yeah, even yeah. three out of his kids. I mean, three out of Fritz Von Erich's four grandchildren, they got into the business.
1: Okay. He had, he had
0: yeah. Kevin's sons, uh, Ross and Marshall. They yeah. were with Major League Wrestling, at MLW. And the Texas Tornado's daughter, one of his daughters, Lacey, Lacey Von Erich. Yeah, she, she, she was, was. She was in the WWF at ah, one point. okay. Yeah, she's retired now, though.
1: Oh, I see. I see. Yes, yeah, sir. I learned so much from this. Um, like, the whole time I was aware and watching the Texas Tornado, I had no clue, or Kerry Bar Eric. They, I had no clue he was working with one leg. Like, he was wearing a prosthetic leg the whole time. And, like, now I go back and watch his matches, I can tell. How he can, lands. And I can tell which leg is the prosthetic leg. If you, like, leg, if you like look at it closely, you can mm-hmm. tell. Because like, his real leg has a lot more motion and like movability or whatever you want to call that's it. That's true. Than the, than the actual prosthetic leg. But like that's a, a testament to him. Because that is to, for him to sell the moves on one leg is pretty impressive. But I know he was in a lot of pain yeah, doing that. Yeah, he,
0: he was in a lot of pain and hence why he was on drugs. I mean, it was already the, the prescription drugs they gave him after they amputated his leg. Yeah,
1: yeah. But that got
0: exacerbated once he got once he got bigger in professional wrestling. And got to the WWF, which is like the cattle, Cadill- which was the Cadillac dealership of professional mm-hmm. wrestling's back. Professional wrestling back then. Yeah. Because yeah. he got more money. He was a champion. Yeah. yeah. He was openly doing. He was doing cocaine. A lot of the guys knew he was doing drugs. Yeah,
1: they were. That's one thing I learned about them. And I also l- listened to some takes of other wrestlers that you know had worked with them or had been around them a lot. They some of for, for some old wrestlers they have um. They have a not so, uh, I guess, empathetic to some extent, but not so empathetic at the same time, not so bright or clear or good image of the Von Air kids. Apparently, they came across as, like, pompous, rich. rich. (laughs) They uh, ain't no rich kids. Yeah, rich kids that... um, Because their dad from the company...
0: Yeah, the WCCW World Class Championship At one point, they
1: they were making good money. So, like, they came across as, like... You know, kids that were doing bad things, like always getting caught DUIs and, like, caught with drugs. But because of their dad's name in wrestling, a lot of it was swept under the rug until they couldn't sweep it anymore.
0: It's sort of like what—we talked about this earlier in the season. sort of like what Grizzly Smith did with his kid, especially yeah. Sam Houston.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got
0: God knows how many DUIs, but because— because Grizzly Smith was tight with a lot of Texas bigwigs and whatnot, yeah. he was able to get them swept under the
1: rug. Exactly. And he, and and the Von Erics they are Texans too. Exactly. So it's a similar, and that's basically how Kerry lost his leg. Like he got stoned and drunk one day, he went on his on motorcycle, a motorcycle, got into a... accident. He was wet on a motorcycle, barefoot, and um, I don't know how you do that. That's crazy. And
0: I don't know how you wrestle bare feet. Look at look at uh, Kevin Von Erich. Yeah. They said that what's it called? He wrestled barefoot because. Somebody hit his bootsman one night, and he decided to wing it. But it worked out, so that became his trademark.
1: I see, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And yeah, Zach Efron. Yeah. Now I'm convinced that he can act. He yeah. was good. he was good yeah. as Kevin Von Erich.
1: Yeah. When I when I was when I first started watching the movie, I was like, why the fuck is he Kevin? Yeah. Because he was Diesel. I was like, I thought Kerry was the like the most ripped one, but I mean, he he was he bigger. Was, but... He was bigger, but um pause. But Kevin was also like well put together. Pause as well. He was. But, I mean, um, yeah.
0: And Carry, Carry, his physique, he was, he was... He looked good. He looked good. At one point, he when he... looked like, like a Trojan warrior and shit. When, speaking of warrior, he kind of modeled his, uh, his, his costume, his wrestling gear after the Ultimate Warrior. The, uh, the boots, the way they look, just like the warriors. I think also part of that was also to hide. Hide his prosthesis? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. that yeah. also does. Yeah. Because yeah. it said that he would go in the shower with that one boot on. He didn't want people to know he had a prosthetic leg. And one of the people that he did feel comfortable with taking it off in front of and, and shooting the breeze with yeah. was Rowdy, Rowdy Piper.
1: Oh, I see. I see.
0: Yeah, Piper's one of the few people who actually saw Carrie without, without what, the, prosthesis the prosthesis on.
1: Okay, okay.
0: Yeah, and the film, the film, one thing I like about the film is that it explores professional wrestling during the pre-corporate age. That is, when regional live events were the big money makers and mm-hmm. television was largely ignored. This is before McMahon came along and expanded everything.
1: Yeah.
0: Because, oh, and speaking of that, the match between uh, Kerry Von Erich and uh, Ric Flair yeah. and the TN, for the TNA title back in 1984 yeah. at Texas Stadium, this, is, this predates WrestleMania. And at the time, that was, that was the biggest wrestling event ever. 45,000 people showed up to that event. Is
1: that, is that where you fought Ric Flair? Mm-hmm. Where Carrie
0: yeah. fought him after after Mike died.
1: Yeah. Mike, no, I'm not David, David. David, I'm sorry. David. David, that's the tall one, right? Yeah,
0: he was the one that died of the ruptured intestine in, yeah. in Japan.
1: Yeah. People yeah. people say it was drug-related.
0: No, I don't believe that. I don't want to believe that.
1: Yeah, you think it was natural?
0: I think it was natural, yeah, based on the, based on the, um, the history about him throwing up blood before mm-hmm. he went to Japan. It's like you had some problems that you didn't want to deal with, yeah. and the way the film made it out to be was that Fritz basically basically told him just to be a man and persevere. You don't need no doctor.
1: Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, they made his dad seem like a like, a, like, a, like an a asshole. Bag, like a bag, yeah, a douchebag.
0: Yeah, they made um, his father like an, a verbally abusive asshole who missed his shot at pro wrestling, so he wanted to live vicariously yeah, through his is. kids. I think
1: that's partially true, but I don't think, from what I'm hearing, I don't think not to this extent. Yeah, not to this extent. Yeah, um, but. uh I think David, the tall one, was had the brightest future of the of the, the whole. He was professionally he had the brightest future. I mean, Ke- yeah. I mean
0: Kevin looked Kevin and Kerry looked good. Yeah. But David, he had he had charisma yeah. on the mic. Yeah. Kevin never had that. Yeah. Apparently
1: he was he was going he would he have made a great heel and a great champion. Mm-hmm. And he was big. He like, was not, big. Not necessarily it. like pause, but not necessarily like ripped, Built. but like tall. Like yeah, magnanimous style.
0: Yeah. yeah. He was tall. Yeah, and he was a. Well, not the first of the Von Erich children to go, actually. The first one to go was the firstborn, Jack Jr. Yeah, he, the only brother that knew him was Kevin, the secondborn. And Jack Jr., he died in a freak accident. He touched an electrical wire, oh, yeah, got,
1: electrical got
0: electrocuted, wire. and then fell face down in the snow where he drowned. Yeah. Yeah, so he was six years old when that happened. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. So then Kevin, Kevin took it upon himself to be the big brother to his, to his younger brothers. Mm-hmm. And here's some of the differences in real life, in, in real life, in between and between the film. They um they omit Carrie and Mike's brushes with brushes with the law, and they generally gloss over all the Von Eric boys' uh, drug usage.
1: Yeah, they do. They do. They definitely avoid. All,
0: them. Even though there are scenes where they can be seen clearly taking performance enhancement drugs, and Carrie is seen indulging in recreational drugs at a bar.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And also, the one brother, the they, youngest brother.
1: There are um, cases with, incidents with the law where drunk, drink, drink, drug drunk driving. Drug driving and drugs, yeah. And yeah Car- they used to carry marijuana
0: and stuff sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. And Carrie, Carrie, that's partly why he killed himself, because he, he got his third strike. He was going to go to jail.
1: Oh, at the time. Huh? Yeah. yeah.
0: And he was also having suicidal thoughts, talking about he wanted to join his brothers, yeah. Mike and Chris, because they committed suicide. Yeah. And speaking of Chris... Chris is the youngest Von Erich, and was the smallest one. He should not have been a pro wrestler himself. Yeah. But he was not included in the film, not even made mention of. The reason for that was the filmmakers said it would have gone over the runtime, and and this is the most bullshit reason right here. They said his story would have been too unbelievable. Never mind the fact that it
1: actually happened. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the pizza purpose. Stupid. Yeah, the pizza purpose.
0: Yeah, and they they didn't they didn't even show him in the afterlife scene neither.
1: That's true. They don't show him at all. Yeah, that's true.
0: They show when Carrie gets there. That's Let me. True. I'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. Carrie gets there. He sees his three de- three predeceased brothers, including his youngest one. his oldest one. Oldest one, he never, one met. never
1: met in the form of a stellar a baby or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah. like a, a specter spirit spirit child. Yeah. But it's like you see when he's crossing the river to get to his brothers, and he throws a quarter in the river. Mm-hmm. That's some Greek myth- Greek Roman mythology shit right there. Mm. The Styx River paying the toll to Charon.
1: Oh yeah, it's, yeah, 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 that's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah that, That's true. that is um, Greek mythology. Well, both. They both. Both, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And also, also, Gino Hernandez. Yeah. They showed Gino Hernandez in the film as well, too. I think David fought him. Yeah, they showed Gino... He, Her- he died, too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember him.
0: But they show when they put the iron claw. And mind you, the title of the film, the iron claw, refers to...
1: Yeah, the, a, the tornado... Uh, the wrestling move. The signature move that
0: the dad invented yeah the the von eric that's their signature move the iron claw submission on your head to grab your head and make you pass out yeah they showed them using that on gina gino hernandez in the film and they show him tapping out to it Mm. now mind you tap outs did not become a thing in pro wrestling until the 19 until the 1990s when the mma started to get big Mm. Yeah, no wrestler was tapping out before then. Yeah, they were just yeah. shaking pain, yeah, yeah. And then or go ref, unconscious, and the ref
1: would just yeah, Re- raise her hand
0: yeah, like yeah. with the Million Dollar Man when he put somebody in the Million Dollar Dream Sleeper the, hold. The, the ref would, would just raise her hand three times, and if they and if they couldn't couldn't lift, could lift it, it, it was over. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And also, um, what else happened? Oh yeah, wrestlers uh, wrestlers used to tap the mat before the popularization of the of the tap out they get fans the get fans behind them when they were locked in the submission holes. they're just like come on come on get behind me get me yeah, straight yeah, get me yeah, straight
1: yeah, yeah 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 that's true that's true
0: yeah so as of, as of now presently kevin von eric is the sole remaining von eric yeah. he lives in hawaii yeah. and set up a set up a ranch there like a like yeah. a, a, a compound it's it's a compound yeah. for his family yeah, yeah. Yeah. Looks very peaceful, very paradise-like. Mm-hmm. Um, and in two thousand nine, the WWE inducted the Von Erich family into their Hall of Fame. Yeah, the Von Erichs. Yeah, they are. For me, they're the Kennedy family of pro wrestling. At least the previous <laughs> yeah. generation was.
1: That's a good uh, comparison. That is a good comparison, or or similarly, whatever. Similarly, metaphor, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Because it,
0: and and, it, and it's sad too, because a lot because they were talented. Yeah, they were. They were um, like drug use. Um, Mike Von Erich, who did not even want to be a professional wrestler, he just wanted to be a musician. The way the film portrayed it, his father just goaded him into doing mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. And what happens? He gets injured so many times, yeah. including he has
1: like a freak. Um,
0: I forget what they call it. A toxic shock syndrome. Yeah,
1: toxic shock. Syndrome.
0: Yeah, he dislocated his shoulder at an event in Israel.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, got toxic shock syndrome and was in a coma and woke up with brain damage. Yeah. Yeah. And he didn't want to live no more, so he swallowed a bunch of pills. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Chris Von Erich, he suffered injuries in the ring, too. And he, he should not have been wrestling in the yeah, first place. Yeah. He, he was too small. He wasn't
1: built for it, yeah.
0: He was too small for it. And all them pain, all them injuries he took caused him to commit suicide. And Kerry Von Erich, he's the most famous one because he made it to the big leagues. He made yeah. it to the WWF.
1: WWF.
0: And mind you, when he got there, they didn't want him using the Von Erich name at first at all. Like he, that's why they called him the Texas the Tornado. tornado. Yeah. They didn't let him use the Iron Claw. He just used that spinning move where he just punches
1: you. Yeah.
0: But towards the end of his time in the WWF, they started saying the Texas Tornado Kerry yeah. Von Eric. Yeah. and on his robe it would read Kerry on it
1: too. Yeah, it did.
0: Yeah, he, they were teen idols, dude. Especially Kevin and yeah, Kerry. Yeah, girls, that girls charisma. Loved them.
1: The girls like I'm, um, Kerry did did incorporate the claw. It just wasn't a submission. It was like a a setup for the for the. Spinning punch or knockout punch. Yeah, it's like yeah, he just against the rope and spin around. Yeah, boom.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He um, yeah. The girls loved Carrie when he was in the WWE. They started grab him. He would kiss a few of them in the audience. Yeah,
1: yeah. So uh, apparently, that used to be Kevin in the '80s. Kevin also had a similar uh, reaction from girls when, it, in the 80s. Yeah, he did. But apparently, I, I heard he was the st- one of the stiffers of the bunch. They were all really talented wrestlers, but he was the stiffest one, apparently. He, apparently so, and they looked like
0: him. It looked like that in the movie, too.
1: Yeah.
0: And, yeah. And, and, and there are times in the movie where even though Zac Efron was playing him, I thought that was Joaquin Phoenix at sometimes at one point. Yeah,
1: he kind of does look like him. It does, it kinda, yeah. it kind of does look
0: like him. Yeah, yeah. When, that, when he got married to his later, when he was flirting with his soon-to-be wife, yeah, later-to-be yeah. wife, yeah. he was... Like, do you know how to
1: flirt, dude? Yeah. This was girl like, wants you. Yeah, though. it was like, yeah, it was like, it was a... He was so serious, was like, literal-minded. So so green when it came to the ladies. It is, yeah. Ladies' interests. That was funny. I did I did remember that scene. Yeah, yeah. K- Carrie. I
0: imagine he's the one that had the least amount of problems in that area. Yeah, probably. Of course, he was doing cocaine, so... Yeah. So his energy was high up there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the the pivotal scenes, Yeah. Fritz von Erich, he was portrayed as abusive, an abusive patriarch. Yeah. The mother, played by Mara Tierney, was, like, very dismissive of them. But after Carrie died, she grew apart from her husband, wouldn't make him dinner no more, yeah. and started going back into her pastime of painting. Yeah. But before, I wonder how
1: true that was. I
0: wonder how true that was, yeah, because mm. even at Kevin's wedding, you notice that, what's it called, they still seem to have enough of a spark in their marriage to the point where he's like, Let's sneak out of here and get a room, babe. Yeah,
1: I'm yeah, like, yeah.
0: Because most people's marriages are not like that no more. You get married, the passion dies. Yeah,
1: unless you work at it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah, Will Smith and Jada, take note. <sighs> wow. wow.
1: Wow, wow. Yeah, but um, yeah.
0: Yeah, Kerry Frith- yeah, Von Erich, he won the Intercontinental title when he was in the WWF, beat Mr. Being Perfect for it. Yeah. May they both rest in pieces. SummerSlam 1990 in Philly.
1: Yeah, that's right. Good match. The Philadelphia Spectrum.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. It was a good match. They had a little bit of a feud. I think Perfect ended up above because he, he he was the last holder of that feud. He, he was,
0: yeah. And he beat and he ended up beating uh Von Erich, regaining the title back later in that year before nineteen ninety ended.
1: Yeah. 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 So um yeah, and then after that they didn't really have very much use of Kerry, like you just kinda Fizzled.
0: No. Yeah, he fizzled. He became like a mid carter and then because of his drug issues and an arrest they got, they later let him go.
1: Let him go, yeah.
0: And he fell into a depression after that.
1: Yeah, yeah. And like I think his wife left him too because Yeah, she did. She did. Because and, of the law, too many incidents of the law and drugs and, he, and shit.
0: And he asked her, Will you wait for me until I got out of jail? She told him she wouldn't. Yeah. And that probably contributed to his suicidal mind yeah. state.
1: Yeah. That's true. That's true.
0: But 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 the Von Erich grandchildren, like I said, Ross, Marshall, and Lacey, they kept the name going in the professional wrestling business. Mm. And in part to show that they are not... That, that that whatever curse there may be for their family, it's broken with them.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I don't watch wrestling anymore, so I wonder... I'm not sure what kind of impact the second generation, or should I say the third generation, had yeah. in the business. Um, but yeah, those boys were... They were a big deal, in, especially in Texas.
0: Remember the fic- the fictional Von Erichs? They would try to have like Lance Von Erich.
1: Yeah, I heard that was a, that failed. That failed miserably. Yeah, they had I heard, like three.
0: They had three other ones. One of them was that supposed- was like
1: their cousin or something like that. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. One of them was supposed to be a brother to Fritz Von Erich, but none of the fictional Von Erics ever like Ever out. caught ever caught on with fans. Yeah, they knew. They knew. It's like we know a Von Eric when we see one.
1: Yeah,
0: like like certain wrestling families, you know. You know they're related when you because if one hits big and you see some others come out there, it's like you know that they're related yeah, they're by related, how they look. Yeah, yeah. The Hearts, the Armstrongs, the Mulligans. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Even even what's his face looks like like Savage. Lanny Poffo. He does. They look alike. Yes. They actually look like he's just very soft compared to Savage. It's Savage that, was very intense and he was very chill. And, when when he had a beard and a, a,
0: beard and a mustache yeah, going on.
1: Yeah, he, 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 he looked very much like Randy Savage.
0: He did, because I don't, because Randy Savage is rare. Actually, I, don't, I never even seen him without a beard and a mustache when Me he was either. younger. When he was when younger was being baseball. a baseball. Yeah, yeah, that was
1: the last time I saw him. saw him like that, yeah.
0: Even as an old man, he was still sporting a beard and a mustache, only he wasn't dying it no more. Yeah,
1: yeah. He used to have the the, the real grizzly like joint in his early career. He like, did, yeah, the grizzly beard. But um, yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, like watching some of the old stuff from the '80s when he was leaping Lanny Poffle and uh, the genius. And when you when you actually look at them and now that you're aware that they're brothers, they're like yeah, they actually look alike. They definitely look like they're brothers. They do, yeah.
0: I yeah. mean, you wouldn't know by how they sound either because Randy yeah. Savage. He, that, that voice that he had, he yeah. really did talk
1: like that in real life. Yeah. Well, he, he made it part of who he was. He made it
0: a part of who he really was, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Well, like, so, no, there, there, there are a few interviews here and there where you actually see how he really sounds without that intense impersonation. But he made, it, he made the gimmick who he was. Same with Hogan and... Well, not the way he talked, but Hogan made Hulkamania who he was. His name is Terry Bollea or whatever the fuck. Was, but, nobody calls him that yeah, so he that's because he he personally made it his lifestyle, not just in the ring, you know so but yeah, back back to uh this uh it was it's a sad story
0: it is um in, in professional wrestling movies they tend to be very depressing, like like the Mickey Rourke movie the wrestler, which could be about any pro wrestler out there who who had a who who had a shining star, but then a fall from grace?
1: Yeah,
0: it could yeah. be about any one of them, and that was well acted, like like just like Iron But did it's that like last
1: season, right? We did, yes. Yeah, so go check that episode out.
0: But it's like very depressing, very depressing. Yeah. But check it out if you like acting. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. speaking of this, this this is not get any Oscar nods at the upcoming Oscars. Yeah, but um, because probably because of the timing. Yeah, But yeah. maybe next year. Who knows?
1: Yeah, and if you're a wrestling fan, check it out. If you, I'm sure a lot of you that are our generation or even a little bit after know who the Texas Tornado is.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of y'all know. Some of y'all older cats know. Like older cats, like Jim Cornette, who have encyclopedic knowledge of pro wrestling yeah. and are wrestling historians. Yeah, check that out.
1: Yeah, for sure. Sure. Um, yeah, rest in peace is a bunch of them. It's, it's crazy. I'm, I'm sure... Uh, I'm sure Kevin is a little off.
0: A little bit I mean. He he's got to be a No you're... way.
1: Yeah, there's no way he's functioning. He, I mean, he's probably functioning but like And he found two of his brothers after they, after they commi- Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like there's no way you're like without without a little uh, without yeah. being a little bit. A little bit off. Like all your brothers are dead? Every last one of them is dead, A lot of them from suicide. That's crazy, bro. It is. And like you are very prominent in their lives and they were in yours, there's no way you're not a little bit old.
0: Yeah, they were close. The Von Eric boys were very yeah. close. I mean their father's division of them didn't make them hate each other.
1: Yeah. They had a,
0: they had a bond.
1: Yeah. 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 Okay. I saw they they had a, a love for hunting too and guns. Oh yeah, Texas the Texas boys. boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So sorry. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Um shall we uh move on? Yes sir. All right. Second, the second topic of this evening is the Royal Rumble of 1993, Royal Rumble. As you know, the Royal Rumble match, it centers on a modified battle royal consisting of 30 participants entering at time intervals instead of all the beginning. And for this Royal Rumble, this one was special because up until 1992, there was no official prize for winning the Royal Rumble match, even though the feat itself could be considered a big honor. Sometimes there was a big cash prize given at the end. And at last year, the year before, the year before was Royal Rumble, the 92 Royal Rumble, the stipulation there was, the winner of that one will become the WWF champion. Ric Flair won that one.
1: Greatest Royal Rumble of all time.
0: Okay. <laughs> yes. But this year, the 93 Royal Rumble set the standard for all Royal Rumbles to come. The winner of the Royal Rumble from here on gets a title shot against whoever the WWF champion is at that year's WrestleMania.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Yeah, so this because so at this point, the Royal Rumble, it became a very integral part of the road to WrestleMania.
1: And to tie into our previous topic, this event happened a few months before. Kerry Monner killed himself.
0: Yes, it did. He killed himself in February of this, of this year.
1: So, like, a following, following month mm-hmm. after this,
0: yeah. did. So, and this was the sixth annual Royal Rumble and took place January 24th of 1993 at the Arco Arena in Sacramento, California. There were 16,000 people in attendance. Uh, there were several matches too. There was a dark match between uh, Doink the Clown and Jim Powers, but that wasn't shown in the um, actual pay-per-view itself. Oh, that
1: was like a pre one of the
0: like yeah the- dark match yeah like an opening
1: yeah oh yeah. yeah that's what I meant that's what it means okay mm-hmm. dark match okay
0: yeah and the um okay who won that Doink. No, yeah, Doink won that match, actually. Because Jim
1: Powers sound like a jobber to me.
0: At that point, yes. Yeah, yes, Stally. I'm surprised he was even still there.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. Jim Powers, he was with Paul Roma as the Young Stallions. Stally,
1: yeah.
0: But they weren't even all that prominent of a tag team. They, were, job, they were jobber tag teams. They were.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, the first official match was the Steiner Brothers against the, uh, the Beverly Brothers. Guess which, guess which one of those tag teams are actual real brothers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, the Steiner Brothers against the Beverly Brothers. This match... I don't remember the Beverly Brothers having that much of a... Their theme music having that much of a hard rock theme to it. Yeah. It felt more like synthesized and soft Mm, most uh of the time. mm, mm. Yeah, and the Steiner Brothers, they were new to the WWF at the time. They had jumped ship over from the WCW. Yeah. And they were known faces. So um, between them and the Beverly Brothers, they had to be put over.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Scott Steiner, he stood out more during this match. And he beat one. He beat either Bo or Blake Beverly with the Frankensteiner.
1: Yeah, yeah were, so that's how they were. Yeah, they were, he didn't execute it well though. No, he but, didn't execute it well yeah, though. It looked like it, was, it looked like
0: he landed like. Yeah. Like he could have broke his yeah, neck.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I noticed that. And
0: this is the Steiner brothers' their first stint in the WWF. Um, they they were only there for about a year or two. Yeah. And they won the 90, tag team belts twice. They came. Late like late ninety two. Like,
1: it was in late ninety two. Yeah, the late ninety two. No, they were they were in Royal Rumble ninety one. No, sorry, they, no, were they weren't R- they were in Royal Rumble. They were Royal Rumble ninety two. So they came late ninety one. Mm-hmm. They they were in Royal Rumble ninety one. They had a match against the Bushwhackers or somewhere like that. Uh,
0: 91? 92. 90, late 92, yeah, that's what I said.
1: No, they were in the Royal Rumble in 92, though.
0: They were with Ric Flair that he won?
1: Yeah, but they weren't in a the match. They had a uh, opening match.
0: A dark match.
1: Yeah. I a, no, I don't know if it was a dark match, but they yeah, were they in they, it.
0: they were not in that year's WrestleMania. They were not No,
1: they weren't. They, but they were in Royal Rumble. They were, they were, they and they just, were even in Survivor Series 91. Not, not, now, they were not in 91. We just covered that. Are you sure?
0: We covered 91, the gravest challenge. We talked yeah, about that last yeah, time. Yeah. They were not there.
1: They were, but they were, they were... They may have been part
0: of the company, but they weren't at the event. They,
1: they were definitely in Royal Rumble 92, though. I don't recall them in 92. They, they, I think they fought the Bushwhackers. I, nah, yeah. nah,
0: nah they, couldn't, they couldn't have fought the Bushwhackers. Nah, they were all faces back then.
1: Do you know why I know? Because I, was, I knew who they were in the U.K.,
0: I knew who they were in WCW.
1: And in late 92, I was in Ghana.
0: In <laughs> late 92, that's when they got to the WWF.
1: I was in... I, what I'm saying? When I was in
0: England, they were yeah. in the company. They were wrestling. I used to see them in matches. All right, well, they must have been, like, what's it called, a house shows and whatnot before... Like, enhancement talent.
1: I feel like they were... In Royal, I'll double-check, but I, I feel... I'm almost positive they were around number 92. I don't think... Yeah. All right, well, yeah. we'll check it later. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. If you know... Also,
0: if you notice that this event itself... Did yeah. You notice all those banners, the Ico Pro banners. Yeah,
1: I started noticing it around then. Because it, yeah. it was part of that failed WBF, the World Bodybuilding, Bodybuilding Federation. Stuff. Yeah, that McMahon was I trying think, to promote in '92. And I think that's part of how he got steroids. Like he got bigger around yeah. that time, man. Yeah. Because
0: I remember they were trying to promote the hell out of that Joan every Sunday on USA. Yeah. I would see all these bodybuilders. Uh, uh, Barry something, the flexing Dutchman. Yeah. Um, this white girl named Cameo Newer, who all the boys in my grade who watched pro wrestling had a crush on back then. Who? Cameo. She was a chick that McMahon would be taking the pic, taking the photos with for to promote the, the, the WBF.
1: Off topic. What? For our current. Our current oh. Event. Oh. Vince, is about to be canceled. He has a lot of money, so he might avoid he might avoid jail time, but he's about to be canceled. Oh yeah, yeah. If yeah. you if you know, then you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, ain't yeah, yeah, yeah. no need to get there's, into apparently that. Apparently, there's that. like there's like heavy evidence too, dog. Oh, yeah, God. yeah. Jesus. Yeah. From
0: a former employee too.
1: Yeah, I know. And it's like, texting stuff. Text Like like, like information exchange. Why would you? Yeah. So they they got him. They got him. Vince. They got him. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Vince
0: of all the never mind. Crazy. Let, let, let us continue. Crazy, but yeah. Go. Okay, the second match was for the for the IC title match. Shawn Michaels, who was a champion, against former partner in the Rockers, Marty Jannetty.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, but what's it called? The um, what were we saying? Shawn Michaels, Marty Gennetti. Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. As mm-hmm. you know, they used to be the Rockers, one of the one of the more popular tag teams in the WWF. Mm-hmm. In late '92. They had, uh, they had probably the most memorable, Shawn Michaels probably did the most memorable heel turn ever Mm -hmm. in Brutus the Barber Beefcake's Barbershop. Yeah, keep going. Um, Yeah, where he slammed Marty Jannetty through the glass.
1: This was the end. This was the end for me and it sucks. What? But I feel like this was the end, the beginning of the end of Marty Ginetti's career.
0: <laughs> and here's the thing. Months earlier, months earlier when the heel change happened, yeah. they were supposed to start they were supposed to start a few right then and there, mm. but they made it so that Gennetti got injured so badly during the barbershop segment that he had to disappear for a yeah. few months. Yeah. But the truth is he had a drug charge and the company wanted to, the company fired him temporarily. Mm-hmm. So he didn't come back until the fall of ninety-two yeah. on WWF Superstars. Just out of the blue, yeah. just jumped out of the blue, right? Jumped out of the blue, and what's it called? Um, beat Shawn Michaels, and Shawn Michaels yeah. just goes does all this over the top stuff to look like he's getting beaten. This is the first time I saw Shawn Michaels run into a turnbuckle, flip, and this, slam his back into it.
1: This, I think, I think, I agree. I think this was the match that kind of brought our attention to how athletic. I mean, we always knew him as a rocker. being- you said,
0: you said the Steiners, that's the Beverly Brothers.
1: That's what I meant. I
0: thought you were talking about the Steiners no, all the time. No, I was talking about the Beverly Brothers. Oh, the Beverly Brothers you're yeah, right about. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, the no, Steiners. No, yeah, yeah,
1: the Beverly Brothers. But okay.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, but um, go ahead, Michaels.
1: Yeah, Michaels, I feel like this was... This was the first time I really saw, like, elements of how great he could be as a performer. He was always athletic and a great performer with Marty. I always thought Marty was the better wrestler of the two. <laughs> Excuse me, excuse me. Sorry, shout out to the beard. But also, the, the one that carried the team for the most part. Um, you thought you thought Marty carried the team? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Sean, would he, I mean, um, even Bret Hart mentioned that, one of his, one of his takes on that team. But um, I, I think Marty was the more talented wrestler, just like pure wrestling. Yeah. But I think Shawn Michaels...
0: When he went solo?
1: I think he's one of the greatest wrestlers of all time in the fact that he was a total package of a wrestler. He was a great performer, as in, like, he could wrestle. Like yeah. He was actually, he was a hell of athletic. He had the charisma. He could sell <laughs> as a heel or as a face.
0: He could, he could sell, yeah. And he had
1: his own niche. Like, he, was, he stood out. He stood out from everybody else. That's why he is, when some people have him as their in their Rushmore, it's understandable. He's not a mine, but I understand how people put him in the Rushmore. And I feel like, also, part of the reason why I, I also don't rate him, that high is because of how he, like like you were telling me, how he was behind the scenes. Behind the scenes, he wouldn't put nobody over. He's it. like a dick. Yeah. So um, that's not cool. Yeah, he, was, he, was yeah. feel, he was
0: really feeling himself when yeah. he went solo. Yeah, yeah. But for the match itself, um, some things, some background. Uh, Marty Jannetty, when he attacked Shawn Michaels upon his return, he took Shawn Michaels' mirror. And Shawn Michaels was the narcissist before Lex Luger even got there, which was at this event, mind you. Was that who? Lex Luger, the yeah, narcissist. Yeah,
1: yeah, he's, he's on yeah.
0: Yeah, Marty Janetty took the mirror from Shawn Michaels. Was about to hit him with it, but his sensational Sherry with yeah, it. Yeah,
1: I remember that part. Yeah. So
0: sensational Sherry, she comes out of this match, and it's not known whose side she's gonna be on. Yeah. Michaels or Janetty. Yeah. And also Shawn Michaels, when he came out with the IC title, he did what like he did what the Ultimate Warrior would do whenever he was a title holder. Not hold the the the, the, the title with the black uh frame on it. But like a, a, different, a different color. color
1: like white mm-hmm. or, yeah. And this one, it
0: was light blue. It was light
1: blue in this one, yeah, yeah. for
0: Shawn Michaels, it was light yeah, blue. Yeah, that's true. And also, the color commentator team um, was a Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby the Brain Heenan.
1: Yeah.
0: And during this match, uh, they tellingly called Shawn Michaels the wrestler of the 90s. Huh. I'm like, yeah, if only you guys knew. If only yeah, you lived to see Yeah, what a, a forecast. What if, a only forecast. You, if only you lived to see the Montreal Screwjob Gorilla. Yeah, what a forecast. And yeah. Sherry was looking un- Sherry was looking so uncertain during this whole match I remember. on the brink of tears. But finally, she makes her decision and slaps Shawn Michaels. And Michaels, he oversold most of the match, I thought. Yeah. And a lot of the the the, the like what's it called? The uh, the the falls and the and they like the the athleticism. I'm like, yeah. is this supposed to be a homage to Steamboat Savage? Because it kind of has elements yeah, of it.
1: Yeah, it did. I would say this for this. When I was younger, I didn't like this Royal Moves match. But watching it, it was actually pretty good. It was one of the better ones because the the opening matches were all very good. And I think this one set the standard going forward. Because going forward, a lot of the ones that preceded, um, or should I say succeeded, um, had really good opening matches. Like, they the did. quality was good. Like, that match, I felt like the quality... If Because if you go back to 91... Ninety-two, eighty-nine. The the pre like the
0: the, ninety-one matches I didn't like that much. Like barbarian against boss man. they weren't
1: very. They weren't as good as this. Neither was the ninety-one. Nineteen ninety wasn't that great either. I think the genius fought Brutus. Yeah, they they were just weak. These ones had more.
0: the two matches that that occurred at this event really only two matches in this event actually had some build up to them really. Yeah. Just this and the WWF Razor, match. Razor one, yeah. yeah, all yeah. these other matches, the Steiners against the Beverly Brothers. But but for this one right here, here's how it here's how it ended. The um Marty Jannetty got super kick,
1: sweet chin music, and
0: completely oversold it.
1: <laughs> I think this also, because when Sean first came as a heel, yeah, the super kick was not his signature maneuver. I think it was like a side suplex or something. Side suplex
0: or like a like a punch off the clothesline uh, yeah. line off the top. Yeah, row.
1: yeah, yeah. So like this was one of the the beginning or the early times of the sweet chin music becoming yeah. his. Signature. He didn't he didn't call it that yet. Yeah, though. yeah, it, that became much later, like late nineties. Yeah, 90s, yeah. Uh, but yeah.
0: Well, they're still fighting backstage, Marty and uh, Shawn Michaels, and their feud continues over months later on an episode of Raw when Janetty beats Michaels for the IC belt, but Michaels gets it back like a month or two later.
1: It reminds me of uh, it's similar to how the Strike Force broke up. Like oh yeah, like, like Tito was the face of the team, mm-hmm. but Martell was the better single or solo. Like later after, I mean, after, I mean, Tito had a career before,
0: but Martell like, had a better solo career.
1: Yes, after after, and he won most of their, their, their feuds. He did, yeah, yeah. So it's I feel like it was very similar. Very it was,
0: similar, yeah. and and Sherry's backstage yelling at Michael. I thought I loved you. I thought you loved me. It's like Jesus, lady, just give it up already. Find find somebody else. <laughs>
1: This ended up leading to the remix of his, of his interest music. Oh, yeah, yeah, where well, he takes <laughs> Sherry's vocals out. Yeah, it puts his... Uh, uh-huh. The Sherry Joe was tight, was tight too. I can't lie. I, 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 the
0: opening was, but the rest of it is like... I remember when they first debuted with the Sexy Boy theme music on WWF Spotlight, which came on at 6 o'clock on Friday on what used to be Channel 50, what later became the WB for some of you back in the day, folks. Yeah. Remember they debuted that with him coming out with Sherry? And it was McMahon and Mr. Perfect who were the color commentators. And, and and McMahon's like, did she just did she just say Sean's my sexy boy? And and Mr. Perfect's like, Oh McMahon, you dark, she's got a
1: better voice than Madonna. Oh my god. That's funny. Funny, 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 funny. Yeah, that yeah. feud that feud
0: continued over but eventually fizzled out. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The next match was a mid-card event that had no buildup to its history, nope. nothing whatsoever. Nope. It was, may they both RMP, the big boss man versus the beast from the east, Bam Bam Bigelow. That was a good match. It, 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 didn't, it, didn't, it, didn't, it didn't do nothing for me, to be honest with you. It didn't get me excited.
1: No, it didn't. I mean, I didn't know. Here's the thing. Watching this this time around, I just lowered my expectations as just watching as an adult for pure entertainment. Not like, is this okay. going to be great? And I was actually impressed by what I saw for some of these, like, these were both very agile big men. Big men, yeah, they're both very agile. Yeah. I knew Bam Bam, now I can watch, I can literally go into a match and can tell before it even starts who is going to win based on how the logic of wrestling goes. So I knew Bam Bam was going to win this match before it started um, because they had to, he's, he's returned. as a He's deal. returned and they were they facing out the boss man. Yeah, they need to, also need to build him
0: up a bit so and especially considering the match that he had a few years later against Lawrence Taylor at Wrestlemania
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> exactly there's a similar similar um, stance to how I saw that first match the, the, the not the first match not the dark one but like the Steiners and yeah. I knew the Steiners going in I knew the Steiners I knew they really were going to win I knew because they, were they, had to they were they were the faces yeah yeah they, and they, not only that they were new they were are not going to lose because they they, just, they were
0: just, They were new but they were known faces to wrestling fans they were yeah. known I agree a, that, but I'm saying
1: like up. They had to have, knowing, like you said, because they were known faces to wrestling fans yeah. coming into the WWF, they had to, they couldn't have them lose because they knew fans already knew who they were. Exactly, it was like They exactly. had to, like, build a role in wrestling. So I knew they were going to, they can't afford for them to lose. Yeah. So I knew going into that match, no matter what happens, they're going to win. Yeah. Worst case, disqualification, but they're not going to lose. Right. Yeah, so similar, I had a similar mindset going into that Bam Bam boss man.
0: That, that one just didn't do nothing for me at all. Yeah. It's like, I watch it, but it's like, eh, next? Yeah. yeah, And speaking of next, the WWF title match between Bret the Hitman Hart, who was a champion, versus Razor Ramon. This was... A lot of the events leading up to this shit was just too funny. Razor Ramon, Scott Hall, he came in late 92, and he was a bully as Razor Ramon with that, great. that Cuban gimmick. Slick back hair, tan, Cuban accent. I'm like, I thought he really was a Latino at first. I, I did too, actually. All my Hispanic friends saying he's not Hispanic. I didn't believe them. Oh, they could tell
1: back then. They could tell.
0: Yeah, so I mean, of course, they they, they were.
1: They I didn't know. have any of the time when he came.
0: So. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't believe them until I came across a wrestling magazine where they showed an old pinup from '86 with him and Kurt Henning when as the AWA t- cha- yeah. tag team champions, yeah. and they s- show Scott Hall, who's now Razor Ramon.
1: I'm like. And he, whole, was, he, whole, was, he was huge back I'm then. Like, he whole, looked like Magnum P.I. back the, then. The rods were, no, I said the rods, the Roys were on swole on him back then. I was like, Razor Ramon's a white man? Really? Yeah. Uh, okay, all right. But um,
0: the buildup for this match, him talking shit to Bret Hart, openly challenging him, and going after his brother, going after Owen Hart. <laughs> hey, Rocket.
1: <it> he, <laughs> hey, Rocket. Your
0: daddy teach you that one, Mike? And then Owen, much of his credit, was going <laughs> along with it, like, effectuating all the choking sounds. <laughs> hey, yo, Rocket, tell your big brother, Razor said, he next, and threw the toothpick <laughs> at him. That joke was funny as hell, dog. <laughs> Did your daddy great. teach you that one, Rocket? He
1: rocked was great. It? He was
0: great. And that was Raymond Rougeau from the Rougeau Brothers yeah, that, was, interu- yeah. that was, interviewing him. I was interviewing him.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, fan sign. <laughs> that was a match. It was a good match. The, Stu and Ellen, Helen Hart were in the audience, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, And somebody had this, oh, my God, this is epic foreshadowing. Somebody had a sign in the audience that read, Razor suffers major heart attack. Wow. Damn. Wow. I wonder if whoever, whoever had that sign, I wonder that's if you knew crazy. how right you were.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. Um, he, he didn't suffer a major when he suffered three of them. Yeah. I wonder... Um, if Vince knew at the time that Razor was gonna be such a big deal in the in the in the company,
0: I didn't think until I didn't think they knew until what's it called? They made him a face. That's when he had his most success.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was badass. He was good. He was, he was good. Amazing.
0: He was he was just great fun to watch. Yeah, just, his, all all the bullying shit he did when he was a heel. It's funny now in retrospect.
1: Yeah. Hilarious! I'm like you. That, that's a sign of a good heel. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hilarious. You're Your like, daddy
0: teach you that one, Rocket? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the first, the first, the first incident. He, I think he has, he just has a slip of tongue because he says, "Hey, Rocket." <laughs> you listen. That, next time you watch, it, listen to it. Yeah. He says, "Hey, Rocket." <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rocket. <rask it>. Ra- <laughs> <laughs> but then after that, he says, "Hey, Rocket." Uh, yeah, he tried to correct himself. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Your daddy teach so you that. Dad? one night. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Owen, Owen, props <laughs> to you for playing along.
1: Yeah, dog. Yeah. Razor was great. Razor was great. Rest in peace, baby. The next event is uh, Bobby
0: the Brain Hanan unveils yeah. Lex Luger. Lex Luger. Also, also a WCW jump ship unveiled him as the narcissist. Such a
1: pause moment by Heenan, but yeah. I'm like, this is this is
0: this is the best you got for for, for Lex Luger. And he's like, How can you compare ice cream to horse manure? <laughs> I'm like, I'm glad that they, they, shortly later, like a month or two later, before he even before he even went face with that Yokozuna body yeah. slam, they dropped the whole narcissist gimmick.
1: Yeah. Because
0: I think yeah. he they only brought him in because Kurt Henning had turned face. Rick Flair was on his way, way out, out yeah. but he was on it. He he left the next night on Raw after that match against Mr. Perfect. Yeah, loser, yeah. loser leaves the WWF yeah, forever.
1: Yeah, 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 but that he was ready. He, his contract is ready.
0: Yeah, he was. He, deal. he he. It was legitimate. He could be
1: let go. He wanted out, so yeah, yeah. McMahon let him go. Yeah, and at that point, he's like his purpose was like he didn't have any. He served his purpose. Yeah, his direction. He had no direction at that point in mm. WWF. Uh, he he was he was the man of the year and. 1992. Yeah. So, um, after that, it was like, whatever. And I feel like Lex Luger's stint in the WWF sucked. It was
0: fruitless. He didn't even get a title reign. All that shit he did with the Lex Express, that bus, yeah, yeah, that yeah, All-American yeah. shit going around the that country. That was
1: just sucked, dog.
0: And then, what's it called? He loses, the, the match when he finally gets a match against Yokozuna, who was the winner of this Royal Rumble, mind you. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. When he finally gets a match against Yokozuna, uh, Kurt Henning was Mr. Perfect was a guest referee, but Kurt he was following the rules and couldn't and couldn't lead the pin. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Unless
0: yeah. it's like Aah! And then the next year he gets in a feud with Tanga about
1: who's a sellout.
0: Him, oh, yeah, that was him good. or Lex against the yeah. million dollar man.
1: Yeah. I like that feud at least. But for for the most part, I think he should have stayed in WCW. He,
0: he should have, yeah.
1: Didn't really have a place in the WWF. He I mean. didn't he
0: didn't go nowhere, no title, no title reign at all. And he None, right? Not even none. IC. Not even that. Yeah, nah. not even that. Yeah. And then what was his gimmick? The whole thing in his, or the he metal slate his, his forearm? I was like, what? Like when he just pushed yeah, somebody, yeah, and knocks yeah, him out. knocked
1: out? Yeah, they get knocked out.
0: Yeah, this, this, is, this is around the time they were just beginning, the beginning of the new generation phase.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, because like, what's it called? After this event. What, Hogan, what era
1: was that, like, year wise?
0: It's 93, so. Uh, I mean,
1: like, the generation. When does it end?
0: 93 to
1: 97?
0: Seven.
1: That's when Attitude started. Attitude started, yeah. Okay. okay.
0: And Bret Hart was the face of the new generation era. Which
1: reminds me, one thing I disliked about this, this program, event. and then like that, I don't know how long this frame is. The gimmicks were starting to get stupid and super colorful. They had Damien Demento in there. I did yeah. not like him. Max Moon was another stupid Conan. gimmick. Yeah, it was like he, he looked like the Rocketeer. I was, I was watching it. And I was crazy. I was like, what? What? What is this? They had bad
0: gimmicks. The Rocketeer as yeah. Max Moon. Yeah yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tito Santana as El Matador. El Matador
1: like. Like what are you doing? Like I don't like, know. What are y'all thinking? Yeah.
0: And million, and uh, uh Nikolai Volkov becoming the, a sellout for the Million Dollar Man. That's right, exactly. With that jacket he wore in the back, property of the Million Dollar really man, no, man Ted DiBiase. Like
1: what? What? Like, I was, some of the gimmicks I was just like, y'all
0: can't think of nothing to do with your older like, cats no I, more.
1: Like I was, I was definitely a kid to be able to tolerate that shit, but like looking back, at looking back at it, it's like this is terrible, yo. It's terrible and a yeah, diss. Shit is it's like when they had Ricky Steamboat come back and had him dress up like an actual dragon
0: breathing fire on the top rope. Exactly. Like, exactly, y'all
1: boy. can't do what? no better for Ricky Steamboat. What? It's Ricky Steamboat for Christ's sake. We know who he is, dog. Like, he's no damn no damn dragon. Come on.
0: And Tito Santana, he ain't no damn Spanish bullfighter. Yeah,
1: fighter. come on, man. Come on. He's he a
0: Mexican Street Fighter.
1: Yeah. Come on, man. It was terrible. It was anyway. Bad.
0: Anyway, they showed a lot of Caesar's Palace promotion because of WrestleMania, WrestleMania Nine, that would take place
1: two months later. That was another it's all tied in with a stupid gimmick. Uh-huh. When they brought Caesar, Caesar out, dressed up in to toga. Mantra. Like, what? What? Fucking this, this 1993. There's no damn Caesar, dog. Come not, on. Not ne- Caesar's Palace in Vegas God.
0: don't even got that no more. Come on, they man. did it in the 80s during, yeah. like, prize fights and whatnot. They did, right? Yeah. That's not what this
1: is. Yeah. Come
0: on, man. Anyway, the Royal Rumble event itself. Let's see. Um, Ric Flair, he's number one. And then Bob Backlund, two old heads. Yeah. And this, is before, this is before Bob Backman went crazy. Talking about, I have never eaten marijuana! <laughs> I'm like, good for you, Bob. We'll make sure you get a cookie. We'll make sure it's late. Hey, Doug.
1: These damas are trolling. <laughs> I've never eaten marijuana. Yeah, Papa Shango,
0: he got eliminated quick. Uh, Max Moon, who was Conan, he was there. Yeah. Mr. Perfect, when he came out there, he got quite the standing ovation and got rid of Ric Flair. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The model, the model Rick Martel and the Matador Tito Santana, they fought each other first time since first time since they were Strike Force. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's the first time I've seen yeah. them fight each other since since they got these new gimmicks.
1: Yeah, with the new gear, with the new gimmicks. Yeah.
0: But okay, the um the winner of the Royal Rumble was Yokozuna and the runner up was Macho Man Randy Savage. How Savage got eliminated was so stupid. So why did Savage try to pin him to for? Pin him? Him, right? You don't pin nobody. Just flip you right off him, and you fell right yeah, off the top no, rope.
1: I was like, wait, what? I saw... I watched that. I was like, wait,
0: what? nah, they can't what? be that stupid. Nah, they should
1: that... just had him throwing it out regularly. Like, and why did
0: Savage agree to this? Yeah, this looks stupid. I can't. It's a no sell. Yeah, and Yokozuna was only he was a 27th uh, entrant, and he
1: was in there for nine minutes and and one and one second. I caught something in this one that I didn't catch. What's up? Obviously because I didn't know. At the time, but in the Royal Rumble near the end, Yokozuna is actually shouting out Samoa. I didn't know that. He actually shouts out his country. Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He actually shouts out he actually shouts out his country. And at the time we
0: thought he was a the Japanese sumo yeah, wrestler. Yeah,
1: yeah. Cause all the motherfucker would ever say was Bonza. Oh, yeah, oh bonsai, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> and he let Master Fuji talking, you can't beat that red hot. Ah Yokozuma! <laughs>
1: Yeah, actually, so during the match, like, he watched, like, near the, near the end, when yeah. it's like, the last few participants. I think it's just him at that time and Savage. Yeah. He actually, they, when the camera goes into him, you hear him actually shouting out Samoa.
0: Yeah, I didn't hear, I didn't catch that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and towards the end of
0: Yokozuna's career, that's when they had him talking English, showing that he could talk American English no yeah. problem. Yeah, yeah, But he wasn't a Japanese.
1: What did he pass away? Was it a heart attack?
0: That big, yes.
1: Yeah, no. no. He okay. was a very athletic big man.
0: Yeah, and a very good heel.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, some notable events. Bob Backlund, he took the record for long, lasting the longest in a Royal Rumble. Yeah. One, one hour, one minute, mm. and ten seconds. He beat Ric Flair's time from last year's Royal Rumble, and Backlund's record would stand for 11 years until Chris Benoit broke it at Royal Rumble 2004. Mm. The Giant Gonzalez. Chris. Yeah, the Giant Gonzalez he eliminated. He made his debut here at the Royal Rumble alongside Lex Luger. Another
1: stupid gimmick.
0: Yeah, he um he eliminated the Undertaker, even though he was not a participant in the Rumble itself. Yeah, the, how did that? How did they
1: let that happen? I don't know. Fucking bodysuit with the hair. Like, yeah. What, like, I, I I was like, wait, what is? Why? Why is he even dressed up like that? El Gigante Gonzalez. At this point, you're definitely just saying, kids, this shit is like stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he
0: was managed by that little ass Dr. Harvey. Wilming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll give this event a five out of a five out of ten because this is the first time where what's it called? The standard for the Royal Rumble got set. Yeah, I like the Bret Hart uh, Razor Ramon match. The buildup for that one was pretty good.
1: Yeah, I liked it better than ninety one. Me too. It wasn't better than ninety or um, ninety
0: two. Yeah, ninety one. Yeah, ninety one because yeah. Hogan won. It's like yeah. why? Yeah. And the matches for that one was, oh yeah, um, the WWF title match where Sergeant Slaughter beats the Ultimate, Ultimate Warrior. Warrior. That's with, probably the best with, part of it. With lots of help from Randy Savage. Yeah, that was probably the best part of the whole entire pay per view. And um, what was it? Boss Man against the Barbarian. Barbarian. And the tag match, the um, Million Dollar Man and Virgil against the Rhodes. And that was her last I'm match. I almost
1: didn't even remember that. Yeah, that was in there too, yeah. Where
0: Virgil finally stands up to Ted DiBiase. Yeah,
1: I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, that was terrible and then the 89 one
0: hmm. that was all right that was all right i mean i like that one better than i actually
1: like that one better than this what were some of the opening matches outside of the the pose down what else was there we we did this like last we did this f- last year yeah But i forget what it was like so do i yeah i forget so, but
0: yeah i remember big john stud won that one
1: yeah he did mm-hmm. the actual Royal rumble was decent for 89
0: um there was a women's match in there wasn't there yeah. The Bomb Angels were they? Yeah,
1: in Yeah, yeah. I think I think it was either them or. Sherry. Or the Golden Girls.
0: The, the Glamour, Glamour Girls,
1: Girls versus the Bomb Angels. Nah. Nah, no, no. Nah, nah, a, nah, nah. That was a. Nah, that was a. Nah, that wasn't it. But there was a there was a women's match in it. I just don't remember what it was. Me neither. Yeah, there was a women's match. I think it was Velvet McIntyre against Sensational Sherry or some shit, or something like that. I don't know. Velvet Mac. Yeah, but yeah, for me. You gave it a five.
0: I give it a five,
1: yeah. I give, I give it a five and a half, six, just because the matches were good. Fair. But the gimmicks, the gimmicks were terrible. The gimmicks just ruined it for me. Keep talking. So, yeah, but um, yeah. Uh, best parts about this one for me, um, the Razor, Bret Hart match was good for me. The yoke, the way Yokozuna won it, I think was a nice statement. So, you know, to establish who he was. Like I'm um, growing up watching wrestling now and hindsight. I think he was a very for how big he was. he was a very athletic guy. He opened the door. He opened the doors for like people like Rakishi Fatu, who's also very athletic Fatu. Yeah, Fatu. Yeah. So
0: in high school, we was, when we was in high school, I remember when Rakishi came out, when Rakishi came out by that name, people were often comparing, using him as a comparison to all the fat girls they don't want to date. I'm like, what's wrong?
1: Yeah, like, you, 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 you want to date Fatou? That's Fatou. They forgot he was uh, the head shrinker guy.
0: He was, he yeah. He just gained
1: weight. Lots yeah. of weight. Yeah. Got a real big ass. Pause. <laughs> Pause. But yeah, um, yeah, that was my favorite part. Maybe the, the Bret Hart match and then how Yoko won it. Well, with the exception of Fucking savage, trying yeah. to pin him. Yeah, what about that? I think it was great. I just, I, I just like savage. Yeah.
0: I, like I kind of wish he did win at that point, but what's it called? It may give him a three time championship, but it's like the way they eliminated him just
1: didn't sit right with me. Only for Hogan to ruin the whole thing in WrestleMania 9. <sighs> Speaking fuck of Hogan, me. fuck you, Hogan. I found out why him and why Jesse Ventura hates him. J- j- you why, know what? Why is that? Back in the eighties, uh-huh. Jesse Ventura before WrestleMania two try to rally the wrestlers to start to boycott WrestleMania 2 until they get a union. A union in pro wrestling? Yes, which is the smartest thing I've ever done. I never even thought about that. And they said no. But the reason why it fell apart was Hogan ratted it and went and told Vince. So when so and what what ended up happening was they tried to they tried to sue Jesse. They they tried to kick Jesse out. He took it to court and um Vince admitted in court, and Mm. Hogan told him. Hogan denies it till today, but after that incident, Jesse never... Because they used to be cool. Jesse and Hogan used to be cool, but after that incident, Jesse never trusted him again. I'm mad at him. I'm not mad at him at all. the reason why Jesse even came back, Jesse was about to be fired when he ended up going to to, to shoot Predator. Mm -hmm. Um, Vince didn't want him to do it.
0: Didn't want him to shoot Predator?
1: But through Predator, he was able to get a union... Get a union's compensation and benefits through the, I forget the name of the, the Hollywood thing. The Disney. SAG? Yeah, one of them, exactly. Screen Actors Guild. So once he had that secured, he was like, fuck it, I'm gonna come back to wrestling. And he did that for another he three, was like, three or four he years. He was like, sucks for these wrestlers because they're idiots. Which is true because if you had a union, they don't have to, there's no reason why you're wrestling 300 days a year. Like, mm-hmm. like, a union would not allow that. No, they wouldn't. And Vince knew the threat behind it. He knew that's why he yeah. disallowed yeah. it. Yeah. So once that happened, he lose he lose yeah. more money. Yeah. Jesse, Jesse, Jesse said, but Jesse has no qualms with Vince. He just he just very smart. So he knows yeah. Vince is so trying he, to get him. He just takes it to court. So he
0: joined a union through what's it called after he became yeah, an actor? Yeah.
1: After he became an actor, smart. so he has all his benefits and stuff. Smart. Yeah. And, and, uh, Pred- and Predator was big too. Yeah, it was huge. It was huge. Um, so, but that's how his his beef with Hogan started. Fuck Hogan. Yeah. And the reason he thought about it, he's like, why would Hogan snitch? He finds out in WrestleMania 3, mm-hmm. Hogan made more money than the entire wrestling, wrestling everyone I'm, that wrestled combined. I believe
0: that. I believe that.
1: And he was like, hmm, that's why Hogan was not interested in, because sure All the money he was making. He was making money. More yeah. money than all y'all yeah, put together. exactly. A union would, would, would we'll not allow that to yeah. Exactly, so- Greedy yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, so it's interesting in, like hearing about this. I'm like, you do what you gotta do, but it's like, goddamn. Yep, yep, yep,
0: yep. Like, wrestlers didn't even make that much in the first place. Well, well, the guys you honor the top, they don't. That is one profession that definitely needs a union. It's like reminiscent of and, like... And, and and what's it called? A medical... What's it called? Medical benefits. Benefits,
1: yep. Medical I mean, a plan. union will guarantee you get those kind of things.
0: I mean, man just like runs into the wheels fall it, off. It
1: gives me like vibes of like the Rockefeller times when union started, like when people were being overworked and shit. Yeah, It was, was the whole purpose of how union started. Yeah, but they give them the benefits the they wrestling gives to you those fair. vibes. Cause they don't, dog, oh, hey, it's terrible out there. But yeah, off topic, just, I just, a random share I figured you'd be interested in doing. It is, how and much, it,
0: it, it just makes me hate Hogan even more.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's crazy dog. Yeah. Okay,
0: and speaking of money, on to yes, our, our final topic, the Amazon Prime series, Riches. Yep. Riches was a family drama slash mystery that appeared on Amazon Prime on December, 22nd to, on December 2nd, 2022. Mm-hmm. In December of 2023, however, the series was canceled, but the first season only consisted of six episodes. Mm-hmm. Abby Ajayi, she's the show's creator, executive producer, showrunner, and she wrote all six episodes and directed just one. Yeah, she's a Niger- of Nigerian descent and yeah. was born in, and raised in London. So a lot of what goes on in the series came from her experiences. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. The
0: cast of the series includes Deborah Ayorinde, who I've mm-hmm. only seen her once when she was in A True Detective Season 3. Mm-hmm. She plays Nina, Hugh Quarshy as, um, as... a Quarshie as Stephen Richards. That's a got name. Yeah. Sarah Niles as his wife, Claudia. Brendan mm-hmm. Coyle, Hermione Norris, along with Adeyinka Akin Akin Rinade Ola, yeah. Ola Orebi CJ Beckford. All
1: Nigerians. Yeah.
0: Neka Okoye mm-hmm. and Emmanuel Imani.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All Nigerians
1: are Ghanians? Well, the only Ghanaian is Hugh Kwashi, but the rest of them are Nigerians. Kwashi. Don't pronounce the don't pronounce the R. Yeah. Quashy. Okay. Kwashi. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, the plot begins with self made millionaire Stephen Richards. Stephen Richards, Kwashi, suffering a stroke and dying. Mm. Yep. And then family secrets and lies rise to the surface and the future of his multi-million dollar, multi-million, multi-million pound, sorry, Mm -hmm. multi-million pound, it's England, cosmetics business is placed in peril as the children from both of his marriages, his previous one and his current one, begin Mm -hmm. to collide. Abby Ajayi, she calls her show a love letter to Black London and has drawn parallels to HBO's succession.
1: Yeah, I've even heard parallels to dallas and dynasty those those shows them too Yeah, yeah.
0: it's been called and she said it's been a thrill it's been thrilling to create the richards family and to celebrate their opulence ambition and immigrant grit hundred there's a lot to discuss during the show the plot twists the rivalries between half siblings class divide racism colorism Colorism, and what they could have done racism in the uk mind you yeah yeah and what they could have done for season two yeah now Kwakuasi, he plays Stephen Richards. That's not his real name. The character's <laughs> real name. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's too anglicized for 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 someone who's got of Ghanaian descent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course, yeah. I get why he changed it in order to fit into this world. Yeah, and because he probably figured that um. Who put it best? Who put it best? I seen a Spanish immigrant put it best. I changed my name to something that, something white sounding because I don't want to. I don't want to die poor.
1: There, there, but there is a there is a slight possibility that that's his his real name. Very slight. Here's why, because what,
0: in England, what the Caribbean oh, no, no, blacks?
1: No, no, like even in Ghana, like because of colonization, they were especially a lot of the Ghanians along the coast. Um, influence of the white settlers had them. Changed like renamed, so it's they, possible. So there are still some Ghanians like the fonties and some Ga along the coast that have last names that are very English because mm-hmm. of the British colonialism. influence, yeah, colonialism. But it's they're, they're not as they're not very common, they're, okay. they're there, but they're not as common. So there's this a slight possibility, but more than likely, what you're saying is true. Yeah, <laughs> that he changed his name so he could fit in, and it's mm-hmm. more, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, his yeah. company is called Flare and Glory. It's a, black, yeah. it's a black beauty product company.
1: Yeah. Became a
0: multi-million pound company eventually. Yeah. And Richards, much to, much to his credit, he was an advocate, a strong advocate for black-owned black businesses. Yes. yes.
1: Um, yeah. And to add to that, um, I found that interesting that his first wife was the brain behind them. Yeah, she created she the created company. She created the company, yeah.
0: And oh. his, and his first wife, he's got kids, uh, Nina and
1: Simon, Simon or Sy or yeah. with her, yeah. and they're Americanized, they're Afro American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they they were raised, well, at least they went to school. Yeah, I know Nina. Apparently, apparently got her MBA here and stuff.
0: The one, who, the one who plays Nina, Deborah Ayorinde. Ayur- yeah. she was born in England, but she came here when she was uh, when she was eight years old.
1: Got it. Okay. But you can
0: still hear a slight uh, British twang in her voice. British yeah, yeah. yeah. And the guy that plays Simon, he's a, he's an African Brit himself.
1: Yeah, even though he
0: sounds American.
1: Yeah, a lot of the, a lot of the actors, like you can tell, um, they probably, I think they're England centric. A lot of them are. Yeah. But um, yeah, you're right. Um, and then even with her, the fact that she was raised here, because England was the colonizer, there's still a lot of close ties with the English. Mm-hmm. So. Her accent being still, I, I anticipate that she still goes to the UK because she has family there. Uh, probably. So that that makes it. Like, my sisters have all English accents. They, I mean, they live there. But, they live there, yeah. Yeah, but, um, um, yeah, That's that probably explains why they sound the way they do. Um, but I thought this was a well-written show. Um, it's better than I
0: thought. He put yeah. me, Anthony put me onto it, actually. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. after the first episode, I'm like, okay, I'm here for all this shit. Yeah. I want to see how this ends.
1: Yeah my girlfriend actually put me on this show
0: like rich british because nigerians
1: so my girlfriend likes these shows so i i um <laughs> i she put me on it early earlier last year and i watched it mm-hmm. i didn't know what to expect but it was good it was a good show so shout out to her for this better than i thought yeah i was hoping for a season two because they definitely had openings to make a season two um uh, how it ended
0: yeah both um his uh Stephen Richards, Stephen's children, his second, his first wave of children. He basically he divorced their mother, took her, took her idea and then ran with it. Yeah. He gave them money from time to time, but it appears the way in the show they grew up struggling.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. at the beginning, yeah. 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 Meanwhile,
0: meanwhile, his new family in England, yeah, consisting of his children, Gus, Wanda, and Alicia, mm-hmm. from their wife Claudia. Mm-hmm. They're 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 a bunch of spoiled
1: entitled. Yeah, rats. very entitled, spoiled. They don't have. They were just raised with everything, yeah. and, and they don't have the, the the aptitude to actually run the company the way they. No, they don't. They, the they way don't. Way and, and, and Gus, they're, they're, Gus knew that. Gus well, knew that. Yeah. I mean, uh, sorry, Stephen knew that. knew that. Yeah, yeah. Gus, he thinks the company should
0: be his because what's it called? He's the only boy. Well, out of this crop of children, yeah. you are. Yeah, the eldest and and, old, yeah. and the one who works in the company, but you yeah. come in late, you drunk, and you just buy out the entire club. Yeah, there you go. And mm-hmm. like. And the, you notice they don't like they don't like their Americanized older half siblings at all. They don't. They don't. One of them was
1: okay with Nina at the at one point. At some point, Alicia. Alicia. Yeah, she, Alicia was okay with she's her. A little bit open minded but for the most part, they don't. They like don't. Them. They don't like them. And the
0: feeling appears to be mutual too, because what's it called? The, when the mother Claudia changed the time of the funeral, which prevented that was them,
1: fucked up, which, which prevented them from going up. there. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was fucked up. And she knew what ruth- she was doing ruth- with that. She
0: did. Of course, she did. She was ruthless. She was uh-huh. very ruthless. Um, like what's but even though they didn't like their father in the first place, it's like what's it called? We still want to just go there anyway. Yeah, exactly. Pay their pay their respects. But the father, he kind of got he kind of got his, his his British children back, saying, "Okay, my American children, they're gonna run my company. Yeah. But my blood children, all y'all y'all still get a piece of my money when you turn forty.
1: Bottom line is, he didn't trust his his. His English children, because they, they were very spoiled, entitled, where she he knew Nina was very qualified. Yeah. She has the experience. She has the temperament to run it and, well. it.
0: and it was shown before, before they came to England, that she was running... She was vice president of the yeah, company. Yeah, company, yeah. And she yeah. proved that when she ran... Her father's company, she was no nonsense. No, Yeah, fuck exactly, going.
1: exactly. She had the temperament, the right attitude. Like, you, you you, guys are department heads. You need to come in on time, yeah. not whenever you want yeah. to. And Gus was not given those vibes. No, he wasn't. Even though he wanted that position, he wasn't giving those vibes. I remember one point when he went for an interview. And, and Several resume, interviews. Yeah, and he saw the resume. He was like, what was it, junior CEO? That just means you're just your dad's puppet or some shit like that. Or oh, like, like, what's
0: it called? Why you want to leave your company for knowing that it's gonna be profitable in the next few months? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So there's just a lot of red flags they could they could see through his his CV or resume, whatever you call it.
0: And all um, and there's also the issue of colorism in the UK as well too, because the very, company very similar to here. Yeah, the company mm-hmm. flare and Glory. A lot mm-hmm. of their models, they, and they talk about this during the show. Yeah, a yeah. lot of the a lot of the faces of the company are mixed-race models. Yeah,
1: light-skinned. Light-skinned light women. Yeah. And there's a lot of... And, and ambiguous you, races and stuff. Yeah.
0: And mind you, in England, you see that a lot when certain female female actors of color from England go big, like yeah. Tandaway Newton, yeah. Sophia Okonko, um, oh, jo- yeah, Georgina too. Campbell, She too, yeah. Carmeny Jogo, yeah. all of which have white pa- have a white parent and a black parent, right? Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. yeah and, and that's kind of what they're alluding to with this as well, too.
1: Yeah. They even touch base on, like, how... White conglomerate companies trying to buy out like black owned or black um black start or black initiated startup. Yeah. And you see how Nina prevents that from happening to her own company. Mm-hmm. Um in, in the show. Which is also I thought was interesting that uh Ajayi sheds the light to, to to that to that aspect.
0: And you see what's it called when they announced who was gonna be the fresh face of the company. They showed it was going to be a dark-skinned model. Yeah. All the light-skinned girls it's, just walk the like like out.
1: Boom. I was like, yep. Like, fuck this. We yeah, go. Yeah, I remember like, that. i I'm remember like, that. you that just that proved was... their point entirely. Exactly. Exactly. That was crazy. That was crazy. Um,
0: and Richard's uh, Stephen's secretary, the white girl, Maureen, she, she was devious.
1: You know, there's. A, I, think was, I think she. she's a mother of one of his kids. She is. Yeah. His, so. her, his her son, Finn, yeah. that they showed, who was very, very fair-skinned, but, yeah, but you got yeah. kinky nigga hair, though. I was hoping that that would, like, be solidified in season two. when yeah. they, when, when, you know, the will goes into fruition a lot more than, uh-huh. you know, than it did in season one. But That's
0: probably why he gave Maureen a million pounds in his will to support their son. Exactly. And why she was going around going and, like, deleting all the private emails so they wouldn't find out about it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: She was deleting mad emails, dog. And blamed it on the girl, Davina. Wow for that. <laughs> and she blamed it on Davina. Davina, yeah, 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 yeah. Who was... No, not Davina. Sa- yeah, Davina was the one she blamed it on, but I was confusing her with Sasha, yeah. the one that Gus with the g- later got with the bartender who had a kid. Yeah. And that was the same girl that played Jen, Jen in a Top Boy.
1: Yeah, she yeah. was. Mm-hmm. I, I noticed that the second time around when I watched yeah, it. Yeah, she she it was, was Jackie's Jackie sister. Jackie's sister, yeah. The one that got murked. Yeah. By uh Sully. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. And Davina goes to that that company function where they talk about the new faces of the company, mm-hmm. and she drunkenly reveals that uh,
1: Dre. Dre is smashing.
0: Yeah. Dre is a. Yeah, the, Dre is, is Claudia ball, is a, kind of
1: like a boy toy. Mm-hmm. A side piece. Or right. Yeah, yeah. Sugar, sugar, baby. <laughs> <laughs> she's a sugar baby, dog. He's like the age yeah. of
0: her kids. And then Gus, so. when Gus finds out that Dre is banging banging her mother, G- Gus starts punches him out right there. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Dude, yeah,
1: yeah. Dude,
0: learn from your American brothers. Don't fight in front of white people. Yeah, straight up. Straight up.
1: Um, Nina's just like, what just happened?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, Nina herself, in regards to her personal life, she gets matched up with this Irish uh, uh, Persian Ooh, dude named dude. Rishi.
1: Yeah, the rich dude.
0: She calls him Asian Romeo. Yeah. And it turns out his father was a, uh, his father was like a silent investor with Stephen and Flair and Glory yeah. and Claudia. Claudia, that bitch tried that bitch she, is deep. She's wild
1: as hell. She wanted she, she one of the best characters in the show. Yeah,
0: she's like, you just she's can't wild. trust her. Yeah. She yeah. tried to she tried to manipulate the shareholders to vote Nina
1: out of the, out company. the company. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That Yep. Yeah. and um she almost had Nina um at the beginning sign um rights to uh the company and she kept going off. Nina was like, oh no, fuck, nah, that, fuck that shit.
0: Nah, I'm gonna run this now. And then,
1: what's his face? The dude, Dre was like, if all you had to do was shut the fuck up. And yeah, uh huh. She was like, wait, you don't have, you can't talk to me like that, which means, Dre, you ain't hit it right enough, dog. Uh uh-huh. huh. You was dignitized. You stigmatized he her. She was <laughs> like, you're right, you're right. You ain't do it right, dog. And it was I'm a fucking around. And, yeah. it was, and
0: it was Nina and uh, Simon's mother, what's it called? Yeah. Otis, who was it called, who voted in favor of selling the company to like the, the, those white folks. White folks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's true.
0: And, and did you notice? Did you notice also that in the Richards household in the England household, they got all they got a bunch of white servants in there, and they all look pissed the fuck off like that they, they got to serve black folks. <laughs> that was great, dog. <laughs> Shout out to Ajay. I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like it's like it's like what in Forrest Gump it called when Bubba's mother gets that money and she don't gotta work in nobody's kitchen no more. Yep. And she got a white and she got a white lady serving her. Serving
1: her, yeah, yeah.
0: Yep. But at least she complimented her her white servant on, smells wonderful.
1: Yeah. We even see like other elements of racism like at the beginning of the of the show when the because, cop. Yeah, the cop because he drives a nice car. He stops a woman. Realizes he wasn't even drinking like that. Yeah. He and- bought out the bar, but he wasn't even drinking himself. He passed. He passed the breathalyzer or whatever.
0: Yeah, and they still felt the need to hem him up. And yeah. Gus, I real, I, I I can um, I can understand why Gus felt the need to ruin that cop's life.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It happens more than just here for L- sure.
0: Like if you just like what you breathalyze him and just kept it moving, that would have yeah. been one thing. But no, you had to just be extra.
1: The only difference is over here we, they have guns. They have guns, yeah. <laughs> so, but
0: um, yeah. Um. Oh yeah, Wanda. Wanda isn't Steven's child, by the no, way. No. Yeah. Either.
1: She's she's a step. Yeah, she
0: finds that, and, and Nina finds That's out about it. That. That.
1: That's what she was. Nina thought he didn't know. No, sorry, not Nina. Um, what's what's the mom's name? Claudia. Name? Claudia thought he didn't know, but he knew the whole time. He so, knew, yeah. So when she saw the will, he was, she was, she was like, "What the fuck?" He was because
0: of those documents that he had yeah. in Zurich. He revealed he was trying to adopt Wanda.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: Yeah, what's it called? She blackmails Claudia with the info on how to stop the sale for that.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah
0: exactly. And also, there's more racism in the UK as well, too. Wanda, when she was dating that white guy who wants to be an actor or whatever, mm-hmm. when she was dating him, mm-hmm. after the actor, what's it called? Oh yeah. They broke. They break. They break it off or whatever. Yeah. Wanda hears these two white girls in the bathroom just shitting on her, talking about, you know, some black girls are actually pretty. Yeah. Wow.
1: Not only that. Huh. Remember the the scene in the
0: store? Oh yeah, where they thought the yeah. where they thought Alicia actually worked, worked in the in store. What yeah. Like I want this. I want this in a size in the size whatever. I'm sorry. What? I want you to go do your job and leave yeah, the show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No. Excuse me, this lady refuses to do her job, yeah. but she doesn't work here, she's... A, she's. she's here. Right, she's like a bigger customer than you, motherfucker. Yeah, and uh, you ready to go for your massage and your facial? Yes, I am. Yeah. And all that you know, white lady can like do is work.
1: Like a... Yeah, virus. It's oh, the God. same oh, shit here, that's the, no? Exactly. I, that's the same shit here.
0: Exactly, happened. it's like when they follow us around in a Macy's yeah. or a JC yeah. Penney's, yeah. and they
1: actually find out that, they're, that we're really here to buy something. Damn, remember those days? I don't mean, I don't shop in the stores like that no more, but... I remember those days. I remember those days followed
0: around in a department yeah. store. It's like, that's why I yeah. say every black person in America who's ever been followed around a department store, y'all need to see Get Out.
1: <laughs>
0: 100%. Which we need to cover, by yeah, the way, yeah, yeah. Since we covered two out of, we covered two out of three Jordan Peele movies, but not his first one. We
1: haven't done Get Out. No, we haven't. We gotta we, haven't, we it. We gotta,
0: we gotta yeah, do that coming one. Coming soon.
1: Yeah, maybe, Get Out. Maybe, maybe very soon, actually.
0: Get Out! Get the fuck out! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But this, but this, uh, but this show right here, Riches. Yeah, I do like the twists and turns that they did in here. Yeah, there's so much they could have done for season two. The twist at the yeah. end. Yeah. Yeah. Like we said before, Stephen had an illegitimate son with his with secretary, with secretary Maureen. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And Nina and Simon, they know he's out there. They don't know his identity, but they know he's out there. But they were like, "We have three other siblings that we didn't ask for. L- let's not. Yeah, let's, let's, let's leave this let's, one alone." Yeah,
1: yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. Also, like. Um, how other things within the company unfold. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 there's definitely avenues for that. I'm shocked they canceled the season. Hopefully, another uh, entity network might it pick it up. Yeah, Netflix, like Netflix or something. Because it's, it it's definitely actually has there's potential. definitely a lot. Yeah, they definitely can has potential to grow. Like it's good.
0: Because they left a lot of things on a on a cliffhanger too. Like the cop that uh Gus, whose whose life Gus ruined. Yeah, he goes after. Um, he goes after Gus's new girlfriend, Sasha, the one with the kid.
1: Oh yeah.
0: When she's just going to the bathroom in that club. Yeah. And just basically threatens it's her, crazy. but, but yeah, we yeah. never see what comes. Crazy. What, ha-
1: what happens thereafter? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's a good scene.
0: And we do, and at the yeah. end we do see that Claudia, yeah. she actually is more welp- welcoming of her husband's other children, and they get along with their siblings now a
1: little bit, yeah. a little bit better, a little yeah. better. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. And also the white guy Gideon. Yeah, out, the one he, that stole the money. <laughs> he was a real perpetrator in the first place. He stole money from stole their company, the money. right? Yeah. And by episode four, I was like, okay, he's got to be the thief. I remember you said you said you you saw it early in episode four, yeah? Because I'm like, he's too goddamn helpful. Yeah, yeah. And you up here talking about this? The colonizers are always it.
1: They always, you always, always, you always gotta suspect, dog. Uh-huh. Can't trust them. Then can't trust them. So.
0: But I thought Riches was a really good series. Well um, six written, episodes. well
1: acted out good I I reckon it's it's a a black it's a black succession it's a black succession with elements of Dallas and Dynasty but Mm -hmm. very more black centric like you said yeah man Um, I recommend it I I don't I haven't seen anyone that has watched it that has disliked it everyone has kind of like enjoyed it yeah so far as I know we're the only
0: two people I know that have watched it
1: I know maybe two three other people uh, they all also enjoyed it well I'm putting people on to it now so we got something to talk about yeah yeah, yeah. y'all go check that out it's a good show yeah man Um, Hopefully they have a season two on Netflix or um, Hulu or something. Hulu, yeah, HBO, probably not HBO. Maybe HBO. They
0: could. They ne- need- Netflix might get it because what's it called? Warrior. Warrior got canceled from HBO Max
1: and now Netflix got that one. Oh, so the next season. Warrior. We'll be on Netflix. Yeah, that's another good show. Yeah, might have to cover the new season. We'll see. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Anywho. Anywho, yeah. That's what we got for that's. That's yeah. what we got for this episode yeah, right here. Yeah. Um, who, yeah. before we go who was your favorite character in this movie my favorite character
0: in this was probably um. I gotta say Nina was my favorite character because she didn't take no shit and just knew what she wanted
1: yeah it's between for me it's between Nina Nina was badass she just, she's just badass mm-hmm. she's just badass like she, she always stu- knew she, how to get out of she shit she stood on business very smart very smart like, like stood on business but Claudia was great too because she made she Claudia made, was treacherous as fuck She's she so she treacherous. Did, she did a great whatever. Miss Niles did a great job. and yeah, Sarah, Sarah Niles. Niles. she killed that. She killed that character. She did a good job because she definitely sold. She sold the character well. Um,
0: yeah, Claudia Richards, like a spoiled matriarch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So.
1: And yeah, she had sisters too, right? She's like um, she's like the what's the name of the um, um main actors the. On what? On is it Dallas or Dynasty? Dynasty. uh Fuck, forgot her name. I'll remember. I. am yeah, drawing remember. a blank too. Yeah, she was. She was one. She was one of those that everybody loved to hate. But she was always dressed highly and. Uh, um. Uh, not the new one. The old one, original. This the one. Old one. The original, because you know they redid Dynasty. I'm talking about the original one, the '81, the '80, 80, the '81 from the '80s. There was one character that she was Top badass, cast. Joan Collins joint, um, Alexis. That was that was who. Um, I never her. Yeah, she was bad. She was basically the um, Claudia, Claudia, the Claudia sh- of that show. Bad. She was badass. <laughs> treacherous as fuck. Treacherous as fuck. But but glamour was like she she played the role and she looked like wealth. Mm-hmm. Basically, what Claudia was like. So... <laughs> So, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, Joan Collins. I'm Joan not, Collins. Yeah. Um Alexis, I remember. I don't remember the show like that because I remember my parents loved this shit a lot. So, I used to be around when it was on. So, you caught, so, up a, f- you caught so a few I, things. Yeah, so I knew I knew that who she was, what she stood for in the show. Gotcha. But, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Hope you enjoyed this. We Episode like number see-
0: nine. We got three more episodes for the season. Yeah. Yes, yeah, indeed.
1: Yeah. And then... I guess for one episode, if you guys want, you can tell us what you want us to shoot, If any, any movies, any shows you want us to cover, um, at least one of the three, or any wrestling events, because this, this, this one, episode...
0: This, this one right here, yes, with the wrestling event we covered, it was yeah. because of somebody, a fan... Recommended. He, he messaged me, and yeah. once of all, I wanted to see that one, so... I'm a rude. This is this is for you.
1: Yeah, this is for you definitely. So if you want any shows, movies, or wrestling events alike that you want us to cover within, within the next three episodes, let us know. We'll do it for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but thank you very much for you know tuning in yet again. We love y'all and uh, happy new year again. Happy
0: new year. Well, even though the cutoff points passed, but still. Yeah,
1: you haven't seen us yet this year. So yeah, you, you, so. you haven't seen. Yeah, yeah, You haven't seen. You haven't seen us colored folks. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Commentary coming clean. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, Love always and uh, yeah, Love, like comment subscribe circulate and um, comment. Indeed, give us your feedback and what you thought about these shows. If you haven't watched them, watch them. Come back and give us. Yeah, your listen feedback. to them. Listen
0: to them on yeah. whatever Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Podbean, whatever. Yeah. Or watch it on YouTube as well, and our and our Instagram page as well. Three hundred one colored commentators. It's in the comment section below on our YouTube on the YouTube video portion Big of facts. this. Big Check facts. us out. Here all day, every day, son.
1: Holla at your boys. Peace.
0: Peace.